Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. Today, I'm so excited to present one of my dear friends and my very first coach, Ivars Oslins. Ivars is the creator of Champions Coach. He is a leadership coach, strategist, and educator. He spent over two decades researching, developing, and teaching practical application of peak performance strategies to leaders in some of the world's most respected organizations. Clients include entrepreneurs, executives, and high potentials from many sectors of business, government, and society. He typically blends contemporary business practices with neuroscience, somatics, systems, thinking, and mindfulness-based practices. So as you can tell, he is one of my most favorite people (laughs) in the world, and I feel so honored and so blessed to have him on our show today. Here's our conversation about what inspires him and what inspiration can do for us. Especially in uh, with certain meditations and yoga, we use a lot of sometimes visualization. I remember that you and I used to do an exercise uh, with visualization and uh, beginning to kind of create a uh, a bigger landscape for the possibilities within, you know, past my own limitations. Anyway, for me, I, I remember we, we worked on that a lot. Um, so I want you to tell us why that's an important thing to do. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, all acts of creation begin in the mind. You know, it begins with an idea, a spark, something that lights us up. And, and so by, by encouraging that, by inviting that, we start to get a sense of what's possible. And uh, if we come from the, uh, from the place that we normally do, our everyday life, day in, day out, uh, we can get pretty micro and which is to say that we can look at, well, uh, if I look at my future, well, kind of is going to be like what I've been doing up until now and then just kind of project it onto the future. And it can be really challenging. Uh, and, and so by, by doing different things, you know, mentally stepping forward into the future, even physically moving our bodies, we can enter a different space, a different mental space, a different body space where it opens up that landscape where we can go, huh, what is this future uh, that, that I'm being called to create? Either there's some impulse inside this energetic bodily impulse that says, yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. Uh, we may feel called to do something. You know, it's as though something bigger and beyond us is saying, this is what we need you for. We need you out here doing X, Y, or Z. And then uh, it, it, it's really that, that process of, of mentally stepping into that landscape and seeing things as they will be. And, and then taking time, spending time in that future place describing it in all the full vivid imagery, uh, which is to say uh, what we visualize, what we see through our eyes, what we can sense, we can feel, we can hear, we can even smell and taste, and and really getting a a rich three-dimensional sense of what is this future world that that I'm committing my life to, that's wanting to be born through me. And, and, uh, I mean, that I, I think is, is the most important work in the world is, is, is really getting in touch with getting in, really getting in sense with what is that for each of us and doing it as individuals, doing it as couples, doing it as a team, as a, as a company, uh, whatever it might be, uh, because then when we have that common destination, that shared vision, then we can start to then say, okay, what has to happen to bring this vision to life, to breathe life into this vision? And, and that's where we get the word inspiration from. 
People say, well, I want to be inspired. Oh, this, this speaker is so inspiring, whatever it might be. And what that means is, is to give breath to it, to give life to it, to inspire, you know, to, to breathe energy, to bring energy into this vision. And, and so if, if we, uh, if we look at it, that that's a very powerful place to start, uh, on, on anything whether we are, you know, creating a life, building a career, building a company, building a, a house, you know, we, we need a, a blueprint. We need a vision before we do any, you know, putting up of the structure. So, so starting with the vision and the imagination is extraordinarily helpful and useful. Yeah, I think, I mean, all of that, everything, I'm like, this is, we're done with whatever we needed from <laughs> this interview. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's everything. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about inspiration and, and as it relates to the breath, you know, and I, cause uh-huh. it's so, I mean, with what I do, especially, you know, I teach yoga and meditation and the breath is so important. And I think it's key what you just said about, you know, or even how you just stopped to take a breath and how important it is to be able to, you know, use the breath to, you know, fuel our, our creativity and the things that we want to bring in. How have you seen the breath work with everything that, that you do and how you help people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, it's interesting. I mean, the breath is one of the few, perhaps one of the only bodily processes that is both automatic uh, it, it happens whether we think about it or not when we're sleeping. Uh, and it's also something we have direct control over. You know, we can hold our breath, we can do a long exhale, a big long inhale, whatever it might be. Uh, and so the breath is, is this connection between sort of the inner and the outer. Uh, if, if you want to think of it, it's the, the, the inner landscape, the outer landscape, it's something that we have control over. Other uh, autonomic processes we tend not to, unless we're really skilled at playing with our heart rate, bodily temperature, these sorts of things, which we can develop and do. Um, but for most of us, it's okay. It's The breath is, is a way that I can start to shift my state, my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual state very deliberately into uh, a place that evokes, that provokes uh, inspiration for me. So we're using the breath uh, to put ourselves into different states that we say, okay, this particular state I'm going into is really useful. It's really a generative state. It helps me, you know, start to see what's possible and, and get a sense of, of what the future holds for me. Uh, and it's interesting, if we look all the way back to the Greeks, you know, part of uh, what the ancient Greeks had looked at was they thought the imagination was an organ. Much like the heart is an organ or the liver, the spleen are organs, they thought of the imagination as an organ. Uh, so it's this deep inner access to ourselves that... By combining, by starting with the breath, we can place ourselves into these uh, generative states, these beautiful generative states that then we can uh, take our imagination and say, well, what is really holding true for me? What's really wanting to come to life be, you know, uh, this river of life flowing through me? What, what's wanting to come out and come forth? And, and so, uh, in a yoga class or a meditation session, uh, it, it's, it's a very simple tool accessible to, to all that, that we can help very rapidly guide others and ourselves into these places that we can then say, okay, now what's wanting to come forth and, and whether we do it as, as, okay, this is what wants to come forth. We can also, uh, slightly shift the polarity from more of that masculine driver energy for this is a vision I want to the more receptive feminine side of things. 
and just pay attention to what's coming to me. Uh, what are the the still quiet whispers? What's the thin red thread that that's going through my life? And we can really start to pay attention to what has resonance now. Uh, you know, working with clients a lot of the times. I mean, I tend to work with type A overachieving successful people and the, the, yeah i want to talk about that too actually i'm like yes i want everyone to know what kind of personalities you're you're dealing with out there certainly yes and 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 these are folks who they've won i mean they they've already won I mean, they say look i i know how to do this i know how to to be the best, to be at the top, to, to get here. And my question often is, well, why am I here? Why are we talking right. then? And and often it, it's because we can get to a place that what brought us here isn't going to be sufficient to get us to where we want to go. Wow. What got us here isn't going to be sufficient to get us to where we want to go. And in a very interesting way, if we think of it, in a world that's rapidly changing, that what used to make us successful, what got us here, might not be what gets us and helps us maintain being successful, fulfilled, satisfied, etc., on into the future. And and so so that's an interesting challenge. You know, our greatest success can become a predictor of our future failure. If we are on autopilot, if we are just on automatic saying, hey, this has always worked for me. I know how to do this. Why can't these people just figure it out? Why can't they just, you know, can't, why can't I just go booga booga and they they change? Ah, that's so frustrating. Help me. And, and, And that's often when I come into people's lives. And so it's, it's nothing that I can tell them or teach them that they probably can't figure out themselves to some degree. But what I can do is really help them become in tune with how have they been successful? What are the, their patterns? What are their structures, the, the, the methods that made them successful? And ask the basic question, you know, the Dr. Phil question, well, how's that working for you now? <laughs> and... and <laughs> And people, yeah, people often go, oh, well, not so well. Well, okay. And, and, and suddenly you have that little bit of an opening. And, and that's, that's that, in, that, that spark of inspiration, that, that opening where, ah, yeah, that there's something there. Let, let's focus on that. Yeah. And, and that's what, yeah. And, and so it's, let's focus on, on that thing that's wanting to come to life. And how can we, you know, breathe some, you know, put some energy onto it, like taking a little ember and making it bigger and brighter. And, and so something that now we can start to uh, reorganize ourselves around and saying, okay, this, this now is what I want in my life. I want more of this. How do I do it? And and well, then that becomes the work of the coaching. That becomes the work of the relationship. Like, how, how do we, how do you make that come to life? And how do you build in the structures and the, the accountability and, and the, the practices to take that good idea and bring it into an embodied reality? Yeah, I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that I encounter with you know, clients that I, I work with as well, uh, doing coaching is that like, I've lost my inspiration. I'm not inspired. I need something. And and often it's something that feels like external, right? It feels like, Oh, I'm not inspired. Mm -hmm. So I need to go on a vacation or I need to, you know, just work more or I need to move to another city or, you know, like, it, everything, it becomes external. And whether that's, you know, something that can help cultivate that feeling process that you're talking about, you know, it, it, I think it just really depends. I think that with what you're saying, we need to be able to cultivate that inspiration 
within us, right? Like it needs to spark, but mm-hmm. how, how does it, and is it an in, on an individual basis? How, if somebody comes to you and says, I'm so uninspired and I'm just like, nothing is working for me. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's a very interesting thing because we can say, well, if nothing inspires the person, then we can also look at the flip side of it and we'll go, well, what's their worst nightmare? Uh, and so if they're not propelled or impelled by a, a dream, by a vision, by something exciting, engaging, ennobling, then perhaps there's something that they are saying, oh my gosh, I do not want this in my life. I do not want to have this happen. And, and, and then we start to have a conversation around, well, what is that? And and often, and this is an interesting thing, Rosie, that I found, is it can be the thing that they either have uh, disliked, hated, uh, otherwise wanted to get rid of from their life. And, and it might be some aspect of themselves. It could be something in the outside external world. And often we, we find in those areas where it's darkest for them, that if, if we you know can sit in that space long enough that something starts to come out that they say you know what this is what i i do not want to ever have happen again in this world and you know a, a wonderful uh lady you know sees people uh uh, uh the uh, this one woman i believe her daughter was killed by a drunk driver and she said never again and she goes on to found Mothers Against Drunk Driving. She said, this is the darkest, worst thing a, a person can have to deal with, and this will never happen again. And, and yet it inspired them to create something positive out of that, you know, something that the world can use. And uh, so, so even the darkest parts of ourselves, uh, if, if we go, there's just nothing I want or nothing inspires me, or I'm depressed. Say, like, oh, that's great. You're depressed. And, and really sitting with that and, and letting that have its time and its space and recognizing it's simply energy. It's energy. And if we can stay with that energy long enough, it tends to either start moving or it tends to give us a signal of some sort, a message of some sort, that if we can pay attention to it, that often is, is where the coaching work begins, that we can stay with that. And it's not so much that we're trying to coach the person out of, you know, being depressed or out of having a negative state. It, it's really the way I sense it is it's more being with that energy almost as a dance partner and saying, where does this energy want to go? And and maybe it wants to get really pissed off for a while. Maybe it wants to get really challenging for a while. Maybe it just wants to go, I I just want to, you know, you you know, go punch something or whatever. Maybe it does that. Mm -hmm. And, And so it's letting that energy have its life. And like all energy, it'll have its life. It'll, it'll hit maturity, and it'll start to dissipate into something else. And and if we can just be inviting of that energy, my experience has been we can start to go. Oh, okay. Here's what what's wanting to be created or done. You know, the energy solving. You know, that that energy that negative state or mood space is, is providing some positive benefit for us. And, and so can we be with that long enough? You know, unfortunately in our culture, we tend to, well, can't, let me just get mm-hmm. rid of it. Let me just, let me, let me somehow fix it. Right. It's like, well, w- what if there were no fix? W- what if instead our role was, to be with and honor and move with that energy and let it teach us. So the very counterintuitive, well, very countercultural to think that way. Right, yeah. 
it's normally like, oh, I have a headache, I have a backache, let me get and you know, yeah, some let me get some medication to, to make it better. It. Let me, you know, do something to make it go away because it's like the when we start to feel the fear or the sadness or the anger, it's like we just we want it to to go somewhere else, <laughs> right? Yeah, ex- exactly. And and so it's having that as a coach when you're working with people, you know, as you know, it's okay. Let's bring all parts of ourselves into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, and, and there'll be the parts of ourselves that, oh yeah, they're the vocal ones. They're at the table pounding it, saying, "Yeah, let's do this." And and there might be the quieter, more reticent, shy parts. And, and what we want is all of us come around the metaphorical table, and, and let's all be present. And that's what, and when we talk about congruence, a person being congruent between their their head, their heart, their gut, larger spirit. It I, I think that this is one way it's a it's a physical expression is are all parts of ourselves being heard and are they in the conversation? And are we making space for it? And as as we do, it, it, it always seems to come out a, a more resourceful, more ecological uh, uh, response, and, and then we can say, okay, yeah, uh, everyone's been heard. Uh, yeah, everyone's had the chance to speak, and here's what we want: we want to do this. And interestingly, because I do a lot of work uh, in organizations, it's that way with teams. It's everyone having a voice at the table, yeah. everyone being able to share whatever it is they want to share, and then we have a conversation about it, and then we ultimately say, this is what we're doing them to do yeah and, and so it's, it's it's when we start to cut off parts of ourselves or deny parts of ourselves or of others that we we create the the shadow you know carl jung would say we create the shadow right. side of ourselves right and then inevitably that shadow will come up some point so so what why not invite everyone to the table. Yeah. I mean, Jack Cornfield writes about, you know, it's, it's like when you sit and you meditate, it's whatever feelings rise up, you name them, you know, if, if you're having a hard time. So essentially it's the same thing. It's, it's being able to name those things and name those fears and give them a place at the table and give them an opportunity Mm -hmm. to be seen and heard and it's almost it's it's like facing that shadow or facing the fear. It's like once you shine a light on it, all of a sudden it's it's not so daunting. Um, but I feel like you're right. Yeah. I mean, especially in our society now, you know, it's so much it's it's unfavorable to feel those feelings. Right? If something's wrong with us. If I, you know, something's wrong with me. If I'm feeling fear. If I'm feeling depressed or if I'm angry, like that's not the way things are supposed to be, but it's just part of the spectrum of emotion. And, you know, depending on where we're at, at the, at that particular moment in time, as far as mood or state or where we are in our expectation process, I think that it's, it's super, super important. Uh, and I feel like we don't sort of shine the light on it enough um, that's so great. Thank you for that. I and mean, that's, that's a big, big thing, I think, uh, in regard to finding mm-hmm. why maybe we might be blocked from our own ability to, to look at the broader landscape of our own inspiration. Um, I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know if you remember one of the first that I've known Ivar's since I was 19, uh, we met, <laughs> can you believe that? And you were the first person actually that, that taught me how to do visualization and, and taught me that there was something bigger and how to pull myself out of chaos. Right. I mean, we met and when we met, I think that, you know, I was really stressed out. I was working, you know, as a salon manager at, at Jonathan salon in West Hollywood and, and you would come in and I would see you and, and, you know, of course, we uh, would always talk about different things. And, and I remember when I started to feel like things just weren't working properly. You know, I just was was not seeing the vision of my life. Um, 
and we did some some work together and um I'll never forget you know when we did the visualization and you you told me to visualize where I wanted to be and 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 all of the the stuff that you were talking about earlier like really making something so vivid so real and you know you you gave me this exercise and I did it and I still do it today I still do it today Right and on. and I and I'm I feel like a lot of the things that and a lot of the positive things that I've cultivated in my life have been because of that and and it was an actual physical um, exercise where you had me stand at one end of the room and you said now walk across to the other side and as you walk across you'll you'll turn around and you'll see the the old you right but now i'm stepping into the 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 person that that i want to become right something something to mm-hmm. that effect i'm not giving you the mm-hmm. full details because i don't actually remember <laughs> maybe you can remind me but essentially that was like the takeaway right so that was that was sort of like mm-hmm. the i'm here and i'm going to walk here and now here i am and i close i would close my eyes and i would visualize uh, everything around me that that I wanted to bring in and in a sense of peace and calm and uh you know creating a career that I just loved and 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 you know a lot of different things and of course it's evolved since the age of 19 I think when I was 19 I just wanted to like find peace <laughs> peace and then and then party <laughs> sometimes and so now obviously you know as I've grown and and evolved um my my desires have changed and uh and it's something that I still use today so so thank you for that oh yeah yeah uh, you're welcome i I remember those i I remember that very specifically where you were walking across the the room i I, I recall we did it uh, twice at, at yes. least um uh yep and, and yeah i I recall it isn't that amazing <laughs> all this many I years know. ago yeah it's like yep uh, <laughs> it, works. it works it works oh my god it works um yeah and and how great so what why why that exercise is it because of what you were talking about earlier yeah it, well, well it's really interesting i mean i've um you know part of that's using visualization mm-hmm. part of it's using uh how we orient you know, our bodies in space mm-hmm. and I mean, those are things I've, I've been interested in for a very long time uh, since, uh, you know, it, it's actually interesting. I taught myself self-hypnosis and I was doing visualizations when I was 10 years old. Um, I, I, I was the, the, the young kid going, oh, wow, reading books on sports psychology and uh, sports medicine, uh, being very young, I was athletic and I wanted to learn what, well, how can I get better? And what's the difference that made the difference between kind of ordinary and extraordinary performance? And so as part of my search as a young kid, uh, I came upon, you know, these different tools of visualization and so forth. And, and just, uh, you know, over all the many years, uh, decades now, it's, it's amazing <laughs> that, 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 that really what it is, it, it's a natural process we all engage in. And if we pay attention, we pay close attention, we are doing this one way or another almost all the time. And, and the question, you know, again, becomes, well, is this useful? Is this beneficial given what I say I want in the world? And so, so part of it is saying, okay, let, you know, we can be present right here, right now. We all know, you know, that these practices through meditation, through yoga and so forth, we can go back and revisit the past and reflect on it and feel one way or another about it. And we can also cast our glance into the future and, and whatever our ideas of, of the future are. And so, so this is, is, is a way of saying, well, here's what I'm saying I want in the world. And now let me engage in the practice that helps make it easier for those visions to come forth. And, and part of it is, 
you know, playing with our state, which we can do through breath work, through meditation, through body movement. Uh, and, and then it, it's, it's also physically moving our body, actually one foot in front of the other, kind of walking metaphorically and physically into our mm-hmm. future. And you know, which, which as, as, as we walk, what we do is we remove ourselves from the constraints of the present. And as, as we remove ourselves from the constraints of the present, suddenly we can go, oh, wow, here's what I want. Here's what's being called for. This is, this is what's giving me life. Ah, okay, now let's, let, let's walk along that life. Let's walk that path. And let's start to illuminate a path between that vision all the way back to where we are today. You know, let, let's illuminate it, uh, which is we go into that future, we physically get up, we walk over there, you know, five years out in the future, 10 years out in the future, wherever that might be. And we imagine just full body imagination with every sense, this is what I want my life to be like. And using as a litmus test our bodily sensations. So, so we're really paying attention internally as well. What really lights me up? What energizes me? Where's my voice getting more excited and, and full of life, full of energy? We do that, and then we can turn and look back at the, where we started, you know, where we were sitting or standing before, and notice, oh, wow, there's a path between where I am here now in the future and way back there where I was back in 2016 and, and we can go, Oh, here's a path. And now what are the, from this future place, what, what are those milestones that took place? What was the path that got me there? That got me from there to here. Who, who were the people around me, the resources, my dream team, you know, who, who were the, those, uh, wizards uh, who came into my life, uh, you know, who, who are these magicians and these the spirits and uh, all of who, who's helping us on this path and recognizing, ah, okay, yeah, it's not just me alone. I'm not doing this alone. I've got all my support around me. And as, as it, it, this is working because we're engaging all of ourselves, because we're engaging physical space in a different way than we're perhaps used to, uh, that after a while people go, Oh, I got it. Yeah, I, I got it. And what I want people to get is not just in their head, which is great. I want people to get it in their bodies because once we have it in our bodies, that's when we go, okay, yep. I, I don't need a pump up motivation for today. Yeah, we'll have down days, and it's always great to hear, see something, talk to someone inspiring. But where my motivation is coming from is it's from in deep inside. I'm saying, this is what I want. This is the rock around which I shall build my future. And when we see people like this and interact with them, that's where I go, wow. Okay, you know, she's up to something big. She's doing something amazing in the world. Wow, he, he's he's really you know, he's on a path. He's he's making great stuff happen, and, and so so a lot of my work. Yeah, we can talk through things, and we talk about different tools and models and methods and so forth. Also, we can make you know part of our brain happy, and the other part of our brain, and in fact our whole body, we say, okay, now let's engage it in different ways, perhaps than what we're used to. And that's where movement and dance and sound and breath work and being in nature, all of these things are extraordinarily great midwives to, to help make this happen. Yeah, that is so, that is so true. You know, it, it creates a, a, a tangible thing that you can actually feel and, and, and touch you know, you, you really begin to work out, uh, all of those things. Um, 
I think that's so that's so important to be able to feel it in your body because so so much of what we hear a lot is like oh just think positive or just think about things that inspire you and think about this or you know empty your your worry and empty your mind you know all these things but it's all about the thought process like so rarely have I ever heard the the focus be more on your body and and feeling embodied because I feel like so much of what's going on right now is this you know a lot of us are disembodied right because we're working we're busy we're on social media we're constantly externalizing things we're worried about the future we're dwelling on the past you know it's all these things happening that we forget that we have an actual physical form that needs to be nourished and needs to be connected to what's happening in the mind. It's it's so easy for us to feel worry and anxiety, but it's like, how often can you actually live in your body and feel joy and feel contentment and just, you know, be happy in that moment where you're walking out and you're, you know, walking with your partner or you're walking with your, with your pet, you know, it's, it's, it's just Mm -hmm. something so different. You know, I, I find that for me feeling that connection, it it happens, you know, when I, well, a lot of different things, obviously when I practice, you know, yoga and when I, when I do my meditation, I can actually just sit and feel in my body and just be, you know, paying attention to the rhythm of my breath and my lungs. And then the mind starts, but then I always just return back to where I'm at. I'm like sitting and, mm-hmm. and where I am and, you know, I'll cultivate sensations or feelings of gratitude. And some days it's easier than others, of course, you know, but when, when I go out and I, I walk my, my two pups, like it really makes me feel that connection because I don't take my phone. I don't take any distractions with me. I'm just with my dogs and I'm just looking around when it's not raining up here in Portland, <laughs> you know, especially now it's so beautiful out and, and, you know, springtime, everything's blooming. And I'm just like, I stop and I'm like looking at the different flowers and it's just like, wow, like this is, you know, I'm so in my body at that moment, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm mm-hmm. completely employing all of my senses to smell, to touch, to walk, you know, feel, my body move me moving and my heart, you know, is, is elevating, you know, as I'm walking and it just, it, it really feels so therapeutic for me to be able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. it's, I, I love everything that, that you're saying about that. And I think it's something that's, that's really important. And, and a lot of people should, should try and do one thing I want to ask you about is, you know, uh, creating that dream team, how important that is too, when you're trying to, you know, uh, feel inspired or you're trying to change something in your life, or you're trying to cultivate, uh, an idea and having the right, the right type of people around, you know, I, I, this is something that's come up in the last couple of weeks with, with people I've worked with, you know, they're on the right path, but they're surrounded by people that are, uh, riddled with negativity or worry or, you know, and it's like, how do you get out of that environment and find people around you that are on the similar, on the same or similar wavelength? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Paul McCartney, John Lennon, yeah, they, they said it best when they said we all get by with a little help from our friends <laughs> and, and, and and so it 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 is. I find it uh, extraordinarily valuable to to have others around us, and yeah. So that that dream team, you know, who are those people? Who are those people in your in uh, your life who really just have your best interest at heart? You know, because they love you, they like you, they want to be around you, they have you know great regard for you. You trust them, they trust you. And, you know, identifying, it's partly identifying, well, who are those people? And people that, if, if you know, every, all heck broke, broke loose, I could just go to them and go, hey, you know, help me out here. Am I thinking straight? You know, what, what, what's going on? What, what's the truth? What's the reality? And finding those people, and it may be very few people. It might be, you know, 
a dear beloved. It, it might be an old friend who you've known forever. It might be someone else. It's, okay, who, who are those you know, precious few people? And sometimes it's, you know, people outside of that that we may go, well, gee, there may be a, a coach, there may be a therapist, there may be a counselor, someone else, you know, a teacher, someone who, wow, yeah, they're further on the path than I am. Uh, you know, they've been been there, they've been longer. Yeah, they can see things in me, they, they, they notice things. And, you know, so it's pulling together these people and who can really help you continually be the best version of yourself that you can and people who will tell you the truth Mm -hmm. and hold your feet to the fire Mm -hmm. and say, Oh, Rosie, you're not doing this or that. Oh, oh yeah, you're (laughs) right. And, and 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 pull you back on. Yeah. And the people who celebrate and go, wow, Rosie, you know, you are so fantastic at this. And you're like, really? I, even think of it. I took it for granted. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have this great gift. Do you realize that? And really, I mean, so it's it's composing this dream team of these people who who really want the best for us and who are quite selfless about doing it. Uh, and you know, with some of my clients, they've created you know uh, some call it a dream team, some call it a kitchen cabinet. You know the the, the you know, five or six people closest right. to them. And I know uh, w- one, he traveled, you know, there's, I think about five or six people in his sort of dream team kitchen cabinet and they'll meet up uh, throughout the year in different cities around the country where they, you know, based on where they live and they'll get together for an afternoon and then a, a morning to, to talk about, you know, whatever's most important and they'll switch, uh, each time they meet uh, around, you know, uh, each person will get their own, you know, time in the spotlight, so right. to speak. And it, it's it's really powerful, and it, it's something that that when we look at extraordinarily successful people, people, you know, who we may know or just may be deeply satisfied of their own accord. We often find, I think in every case I find, they have some of those people in their lives, whether a mentor, a teacher, a coach, an awakener, a sponsor, something. And it may be you know, one or two, it may be several that's like, okay, here are the people who are helping me bring to life that which needs to be brought to life through me. Yeah. And, you know, some, yeah, you can see it in acknowledgments of books. You can see it in the acceptance speeches. Uh, those often are, are those people. So, yeah, that, that's, yeah, it's, that's it's, such a, it's such a huge and important thing, I think. How do you think, what, what would be a good way to kind of contain that, the people that aren't in alignment with your team? Like, what happens if it's a parent or a partner or a best friend that is not on the same, same wavelength as the team, this team that, that you're creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well uh, part of it, you know, with someone who's maybe not so supportive, <laughs> uh, part, yeah, part of it, it goes back to what we had talked about before uh, earlier, which is, you know, is there something that that they need to communicate to us or we need to communicate to them, you know, to clear the air, to, to resolve something with the relationship. And and that may or may not be the case. I mean, if it's, you know, family member, good luck. Right. But, uh, (laughs) you know, so, so, uh, sometimes I, I like to say, well, you, you can share things when it's ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those people closest to us, things might not be ready for prime time with them yet for whatever reason, because, you know, as, as, a, 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 as a couple, uh, as a partnership, as a family unit, as, uh, as a, a team, whatever it might be, it might not be at the right point to share something too early with someone because for whatever reason, the dynamics of the relationship, 
it might not, they may not be able to hold that the way you would like them to hold that possibility, that idea. Mm-hmm. And they they still have value yet. Not that early in the process. Right. Uh, and, and so, so, and if it's something that's ongoing, the, Oh, wow. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to share this with that other person. Well, then that might be a, yeah, grounding to really assess, you know, why is that person in your life? Why are you interacting with them? And, and you know, and, and which is also to say, you can change that. I mean, the re- relationships are not set in stone. They're ongoing and you're 50% of every relationship you're in. So, so what move might you be able to make conversationally, emotionally, spiritually even to to relate to that person differently and and uh, and you know there'll be a percentage of the time the other person just doesn't get it or they don't want the best for you because it means they might have to change they might have to shift or, or grow whatever it might be and, and then uh, you know another I, I think a larger part of the time uh with having the, the uh, being present in that relationship in a different way that you you can invite them more into the conversation and, and again it's it's something very interesting i think for each person each relationship each conversation it, it's you know uh it is unique that way uh, and, and i mean ultimately over over time i mean we are all adults here healthy vibrant adults and we can say, well, you know, is it, having this person in my life, is it beneficial for both mm-hmm. of us and beneficial for us as a unit? And if not, well, great. Now that's, that's a message that we need to do something, either a conversation or, or make a decision, whatever it might be. And, and, and those are tough. Those are challenging. There's no doubt. Um, yet, you can also consider, well, what's the cost of not doing something about it? And, and so, so, uh, I, and I, I think my, my sense of how we can deal with that is just tuning into ourselves and going, what, what, what's the appropriate next move with this person? Let, let's say we, we tried everything. We're still at that place. And then it's really, checking into ourselves and getting a sense of, uh, all right, what's wanting to happen here? Do I, do I need to modify this relationship? Do I need to uh, say no to it? Do I need to say yes? Do I need to commit more fully myself? Uh, I, I think through these various tools that people have, uh, there, there are different ways we can go about it, but, Ultimately, it's it's our responsibility. It's our ability to respond to the situations we find ourselves in. Wow, Ivars, that's our time. I don't want to keep you. Thank you so much. There's so much good stuff from what you said. Oh. I want to say, do you want to leave us with some words of wisdom? But I think you've given us a lot, <laughs> a lot of wisdom. Um, can you give yeah. us? Uh, just on the topic that, that we discussed, can you give us an exercise or something that we can do uh, now to kind of set us on a path of finding more inspiration or, or you know, finding more congruence with, with where we want to go? Uh, just something that, that we can kind of take away or, or a practice mm-hmm. that we can do. Sure. Um, yeah, this is it. So everyone listening here, uh, imagine it's five years from now. It's five years from now and you're living, the, it's five years from now and you have just lived the most amazing five years of your entire life up till now. You're raising your glass in celebration my question to you is, what's causing you to raise your glass in celebration? As you cast your glance inside your mind's eye, all around you, 
describe what's happening, what's causing you to celebrate and saying this has been the most fulfilling, rewarding, satisfying, generative part of my entire life these last five years. What's causing you to celebrate? Write that out. This is as much as you can. Just write, write, write. Get it on paper, type it, whatever it might be. And send it to someone. Send it to someone who will hold you to account. Someone will say, okay, awesome. How, how are we going to make this happen? So getting your vision, seeing it as it will be, and then taking the vision and putting it into action on a regular daily basis. Do that and your life will change. We did that too. We did that exercise. That's That's one of my favorite exercises. We did that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Okay. Final question. And then we'll, we'll, we'll close. Yes. What do you radically love? Oh, my wife, my, my beloved Annette, she is, Extraordinary. She she makes me want to be more fully alive, more fully human every day of my life. That yep. That's so. That's so yeah. I'm so blessed. I am too, and I just I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me uh, over the years, and a lot of which you probably don't even know. <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for, for everything that you do. And, uh, I, I just, I'm so, so, so lucky to have you in my life still after all these years. And I, I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you for, for Uh, coming and for being a guest. And I hope that you do this with us again soon. Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay, great. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Radically Loved Radio. For more information, you can go to radicallyloved.com. You can follow me on all the social media outlets, Instagram at Rosie Acosta, Twitter at Rosie Acosta, Love Radically on Facebook. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I'm not mentioning, but I'm sure you will find them if you're looking for them. Thanks for listening.